Hello everyone and welcome to the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast. My name is Pakala Kiara and I'll be your host. Here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health. We will talk about therapy, interventions, mental health and life experiences. Remember, if you like it, feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. In this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about self-talk. What is self-talk? To me, my definition of self-talk is that voice in your head that either lifts you up or puts you down. Um, So I know that not everyone has this voice. Um, I know that because I've talked to people about it. But a lot of us do have this voice in our head and it it can be a struggle to combat this voice. Uh, People that have anxiety often tell me about the horrible things that this voice says to them or about the things that just pop into their mind. So that's there's also another word for the things that pop up. Um, which is kind of similar to self-talk and sometimes self-talk can be this but um, with that I'm talking about intrusive thoughts. Now I might leave intrusive thoughts to be the topic of another podcast episode Um, but by self-talk I mean that voice in your head that talks to you in a positive way or a negative way um, that can kind of make or break your day sometimes. so the reason why I wanted to talk about self-talk today is because I've had a quite a stressful week or a week that had a lot in it and I really need to engage in self-talk. Uh, it's also something that some of my clients have spoken to me about this week as well. Self-talk may differ from person to person. Uh, it may also look different in different types of people. So neurotypical people may have a different type of self-talk to the self-talk that goes on for a neurodivergent person. Um, I think think that I can safely say that this is the case uh, just because I have <laughs> many different uh, neurodivergent family members, many different neurodivergent clients, but also I know a lot of neurotypical people as well. Um, regardless of whether you're a neurotypical or neurodivergent, our self-talk can be, as I said before, positive or negative. When it is negative, it can impact upon our self-esteem, it can impact upon our stress levels, it can impact upon our mindset, it can impact upon our well-being. Um, so what do I mean by negative self-talk? So perhaps um, when you're ha- engaging in ne- negative self-talk, your brain will say something to you like or your mind whatever you like to term it as uh might say something to you like oh my gosh you're so stupid why didn't you pack that thing you knew you needed it today or it might be like hurry up we're running late we're going to not get there on time the whole day is going to go wrong it's it's kind of like that overwhelming voice it's kind of like someone that would be hounding you on the outside but it's happening inside your head it can be quite debilitating when your self-talk is negative And yeah, it can lead to feelings of anxiety, depression, extreme stress. Uh, It can impact upon any other kind of thing you've got going on in your body as well, whether that be a neurodivergence or a mood disorder or any other kind of thing that's happening for you. Sometimes negative self-talk can be stronger if there's something physically wrong with us. If we are suffering from an ailment or an injury or a condition, 
um, medically or physically, uh, it can be something that is really hard to override. Um, and for lots of people who suffer with extreme pain, sometimes uh, drugs and pharmaceuticals can take the edge off of this negative kind of self-talk that comes from being in pain, but sometimes it has no effect at all. So what can kind of change the negative self-talk? For a lot of us, our self-talk is formed in childhood. Perhaps we have had someone in our life who spoke to us in this way. Perhaps we have heard someone in our life speaking to others in this way. Perhaps it was a teacher, a parent, a family member, a grandparent, a sibling. It could be anything, to be honest with you, that we have overheard in our life. We may internalize that, especially if it's something that's said to ourselves repeatedly. Uh, Some people who may have uh, something like a learning disability may internalize the things that have said to them over the years. And they may not want to recognize that they have a learning disability uh, or they may never get the chance to be diagnosed with one because they have this self-limiting belief that was kind of put there by others that they are just simply stupid. That is not the case. By no means is that the case. But it can feel like that. And it's the same for any other type of thing. If we are presented with evidence that affirms that belief, the belief becomes stronger and more overwhelming. When we have these deeply ingrained ways of thinking, we may even form irrational beliefs, self-beliefs about ourselves and our abilities. They may not even be true. They may just be something that we have chosen to believe. That may be something that we haven't even really chosen. We've just never been presented with another alternative. So when we have these types of beliefs that are deeply ingrained, they can be quite deep-rooted. They might stem from an incident or a number of incidents when we were younger. The neural pathway is very deeply ingrained. So when we have a habit or a thought pattern that we engage in continually, our brain has a really solid neural pathway formed. So it's kind of like when you're at the beach and... There's lots of vegetation, but there's a well-worn pathway that takes you all the way down to the water. Heaps of people have walked across it. It's had a lot of foot passage. It's well-worn. You can see where you're going. You can see the end point. That is what a well-worn neural pathway kind of looks like. So we've got that pathway in our brain. When we are trying to form a new neural pathway, it may take some practice. It's kind of like going to a different spot along the beach and finding a path that hasn't been trampled before. So you're going to have to kind of make way. You might have to bend back some branches. You may have to move things that are on the ground. And then the first time you go through there, you might look back and think, have I even been through there at all? And this is what a new neural pathway looks like. This is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support, you can find me at maramacounseling.com. Be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources 
that will help you to feel relaxed. Be sure to take advantage of my 20 minute free initial session. I am also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't wait to work with you. So why am I talking about neural pathways? Neural pathways are the passages in our brain that are connected to the different things that we do with our brain. And when we're talking about thought patterns, we need the neural pathway to be there to change that thought. So the first time we try and change our negative self-talk to positive self-talk, it may feel really hard. We may be struggling like we struggle to make that new pathway down to the beat. But the more we head down that pathway, the more we trample it, it will become well-worn and it will start to look like the other pathway that we used a lot. So what I'm saying is when we're trying to change our negative self-talk to positive self-talk, it may feel hard at first, but the more we practice, and practice doesn't make perfect, uh, I don't think anything in life or the world is perfect, but practice can help to make permanent. Uh, So practicing positive self-talk how do you do that though how do you get from that negative voice that beats yourself up or is on your back or is quite negative and talks down to you how do you change that isn't that just a part of me well it is a part of you but it can be changed i highly recommend listening to my recent podcast on contrast uh i'm pretty sure it's called contrast it may be called adjustment and readjustment now that I think about it. Uh, so yes, it is a form of adjustment to change from negative self-talk to positive self-talk. In the episode I talked about adjustment and readjustment, I talk about using contrast. So what is contrast? Contrast, be put simply for the purposes of this podcast, is taking something that you absolutely know that you do not want and using that to find out what you do want. When we think about what we do not want, usually the opposite of that thing is what we do want. And that is what we can focus on and that is what we can try and say to ourselves. It's gonna take some time. It may be hard to perfect. You may not get it right many times over. It's okay, as long as we try the better we will become. For myself, I often like to visualize my little brother. Now, my little brother has autism spectrum disorder, but he was nonverbal till he was five. He will often talk aloud to himself, and I actually love to hear it because he's become the positive voice in my head. So when he is nervous about something he will self-talk himself so he may have to go somewhere that he finds quite nerve-wracking say it's the shopping center and I'm just giving an example but there might be a lot of people there and that is something that he typically gets overwhelmed by so he used to self-talk himself when he was littler than he is now and he would say oh We're going to the shopping center. I'm a bit stressed out about that. There's lots of people there. And then he'd allow himself the time to process that thought. And then he'd say, but it's okay because I'll be there with people that love me and I'll be safe. 
and then he'd add a little bit more to it. It's also okay because I'm going to have my headphones and if it's too loud, I can put my headphones on. And it's it's going to be okay because if if the lights are too bright, then I'll be able to put my sunglasses on and I'll be okay. And I really love that he used to talk to himself like that. It's a really beautiful skill that he nurtured within himself and my mum nurtured within him that allowed him to have a growth mindset and allowed him to push through things that are difficult. And now he's become my little positive self-talk kind of cheerleader in my head. I always think if he can self-talk and get through hard times then I can for sure. And sometimes it's even his voice in my head that reassures me and I think that's really beautiful. Sometimes we don't know how our voice can impact someone else. But I encourage you when you're trying to convert from negative self-talk to positive self-talk, think about someone who loves you, who treats you really nice, who only ever speaks kind words to you. And think about how it would sound if you spoke to yourself in the same way. Try and emulate the way that person speaks to you. If you don't have a person that speaks to you in that way, try and emulate the way that you speak to someone that you love and the way that you treat them. Picture yourself, this is another thing that I like to do to make it easier for myself. Picture yourself as a small child and talk to yourself as you would talk to a child. We're not often mean to children, especially children that are in need of a hug or in a bit of distress. Picture your little self and talk to yourself the way that you would talk to a child. These are different little tips that I like to utilize when I'm thinking about self-talk. It might look different for you. You might find something that works for you that helps you to talk to yourself better. Something else that can help with positive self-talk is to focus on your strengths. So focus on the things that you're good at and look at ways in which you can involve them in your life, ways in which you can experience them again. When we feel stronger, we feel happier and we actually do better. Our performance increases. So think about all the things that you're good at or things that you're pretty good at. Maybe you'd like to be better at them. That's okay. You can practice. The wonderful thing about skills in life is that we can practice and practice and the better we will get. It's like learning to drive a car. When we first hop in, no idea what we're doing. No idea. <laughs> we might have a little tiny bit of an idea by watching other people driving cars around us by sitting in the passenger seat by seeing the way that cars work on the road but we don't really know how to operate all the different bells and whistles we don't know exactly where to place our foot on the clutch until we start to learn and we learn by experiencing it's the same with anything else so uh, another thing that can help with self-talk is to live in a state of gratitude now this may not be possible 24 7 uh, it could be if you're a monk I don't know, um, but to have at least one part of your day or your week where you devote it to thinking about things in your life that you are grateful for. When we express gratitude towards others and our circumstances, our mindset becomes quite positive. It's hard to be in a bad mood when we are expressing gratitude and appreciation. So that's something else that can help 
making a gratitude list at the end of the day even if it's 10 things even if it's three things just listing things that you are grateful for can help to remind you of all the good things that you've got going on i hope this podcast has been useful to you in some way and i look forward to talking to you guys again soon thank you for listening this concludes this episode of the be light shine bright podcast from Maramar counseling I'm Pakala Kiara and I hope you enjoyed listening today. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future. And remember, be light, shine bright. Until next time.